Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. And we're back. Yes, we are. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ray. I'm with my boy, Connor. This is the Dear Pats Nation podcast. Thank you to everybody who's tuning in live. Thank you to everybody who's listening to the podcast. Before we get started, I want to remind you to go check out our Patreon account over at patreon.com slash DPN Sports. We were on there Friday night hosting a live chat. We had about seven Patreon members live with us chatting. If you guys want to find an opportunity to talk smack to Connor, because that's what it turned into, come check us out at patreon.com slash DPN Sports. Connor and I also record a separate exclusive podcast Sunday through Thursday only for the Patreon members. Ladies and gentlemen, only $5 a month, no tears. Everybody gets it for 5 bucks. We're not trying to rip you off. We're just trying to pay our bills. And hey, if you're looking for another way to support the store, the support the show, why don't you support it in style by checking out the Dear Pats Nation merch shop. You guys asked for it, so it's arrived. The Dear Pats Nation merch shop is now open and live. Show some love for the podcast by going over to teesprings.com slash store slash DPN and get your hands on the newest Dear Pats Nation merchandise. How you doing, Connor? Good. How you guys doing? I'm getting a little bit worried about tonight because I've already seen McChicken scold people in the in the chat asking why we have to be like this with each other so oh boy not a good start here no it could be one of those it could be one of those nights so hey dude we went through a weekend with no like major announcements coming out of the patriots does that concern you at all um yeah i've been looking on twitter i haven't seen anything too exciting come out so i don't know i guess maybe this could be it till the draft or until that major bombshell from the sources we heard happens which could be after the draft do you think that Belichick is now like just raised the bar so high for us that our expectations are just going to be like so through the roof that like we're really never ever going to be satisfied with anything anymore unless it's a major announcement? Because you think about like Johnny Smith and yep. Hunter Henry and, and Judon and then David Andrews, Kyle Van Noy. Like, wow. I mean, come on. Come on. Nick Folk, the GOAT. Coming Nick back. Folk. I mean, we rode such a high for the past week. It was just like awesome news after awesome news after awesome news. And now it just feels like nothing's going on. But he already went out and signed everyone we could have possibly imagined. There's not many people left out there on the open market. You know, I reached out to Kendrick Bourne today asking, like I sent him a message asking if he joined the podcast. Haven't heard anything back yet, Connor. I don't expect to. But if you guys all want to at uh, Kendrick Bourne and say, join the Dear Pass Nation podcast, we greatly appreciate that. You can find him on Twitter. But uh I was trying to like figure out how to explain our podcast to him, you know, like (laughs) that's definitely a good question. (laughs) So basically I was like, it's fan driven. Um, 
we were with Sportscaster. They turned us into more of the traditional media. We hated it. So as soon as we went back out on our own, we were really excited just to be stupid fans again. And we want to ask you stupid fan questions. Is that a, is that a, yeah. is, is that a good way to, to go about things? Absolutely. I think that might, uh, I think that might be better for some of the players. They're probably tired of the media, or at least I envision that in my own mind. So I don't know if you've seen, but Kendrick Bourne just seems absolutely pumped to be in New England. Yes, I saw him do something with the traditional media recently. I saw a clip on Twitter. He was talking about how excited he was to be here, and he seems very genuine about it. That's what I like. Well, in fairness, I was for like the Patriots.com as well and the Patriots YouTube page, so... It'd be kind of disappointing if he went on to the Patriots own media team and said That's he was the be here. But no, he came out on Twitter after and said, you guys have no idea how happy I am to be here. And it looks like he bought a house, which is phenomenal. And uh, but I'm a little bit uh, I'm a little bit confused because, Connor, I, I don't think he got the memo. People don't want to play in New England. No, definitely not. And we've been told that repeatedly. Um, I'm not sure if he got the memo, if he's being tricked by Bill Belichick. Um, if he's trying to pander to the crowd, I don't know what's going on, but he doesn't seem to have the message that nobody wants to play for Bill. Nobody wants to come here. The Patriots are all done and he should run for the Hills. Yeah. And I do want to point out that McChicken is saying, hopefully he gets back to unlike Kawart, I mean, Byron Kawart, who probably won't have a job come September. McChicken <laughs> reached out to Byron Kawart and asked if he he'd did. come on the show. And he said, yes, he did say yes. I we, saw have, that. we have the messages to prove it. Yes, we do. He said, I'll get back to you guys really shortly. and. He went Nothing. ghost. Yeah, he yeah. went ghost on us. He ghosted us. A the Patriots backup. I'm not going to talk bad in case he does want to come on the show. <laughs> Maybe he's watching live, waiting to see how we address it. If you are watching, Byron, come on, we're waiting for you. Absolutely, man. I I unlike McChicken, think that you're definitely going to be on the team come September. And call your boy Kendrick and say we want to have him on too. I also reach out to Brandon Bolden. I try to reach out to the guys who like aren't like those with the top ten guys. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I like to talk to those Lord because the top ten guys won't come on the show. Let's face it. Sorry, Kendrick. highly unlikely. Yeah. Kendrick, you're a top ten. We're just joking. We're just joking. You too. You too, Mister Cohart. I'm excited when guys are excited to be in New England, no matter how the fans or us judge them. Yep. You know what? We I'll message Nick Folk. Uh, yeah, he hasn't been on Twitter in like three years because I was going to, I was going to message him and I'll write him a handwritten letter, <laughs> mail it to the stadium. Yep. Will Whatever you actually do it though? You won't even, yes, text, I will. You won't even text message Ben and all you got to do is grab your phone. I will write Ben a handwritten note as well. <laughs> You're going to write him on a piece of paper, line paper and go. Yep. Just like Bill Belichick when he resigned from the jets. All right. It's been six minutes and people are waiting for us to talk about Justin Fields. I'm ready. Okay, because I read this on Clutch Points today. It was from Bandito Vitale that there's a rumor that Bill Belichick and the Patriots could entertain a wild trade for Justin Fields. Fields. Since the New England Patriots have been quite aggressive this offseason after signing two new tight ends, two new receivers, and multiple others, it's clear that the franchise is doing everything they can to improve. On an episode of Move the Sticks podcast, NFL draft expert Daniel Jeremiah and fellow NFL media analyst Bucky Brooks discuss the Patriots and the potential of them trading up in the draft for a young quarterback, saying, quote, I keep an eye on somebody like Trey Lance or Justin Fields. They are two that would make sense for them to target, meaning the Patriots. Hear a lot of rumors out there that they are really high on Justin Fields out of Ohio State, so they'd have to trade up quite a ways to get Justin Fields, end quote. Now, just to follow up, I did a lot of extensive research on this claim, and I couldn't find any other person saying this. I'm not saying that to be like bad about things i'm just saying it to i couldn't find it right um look so 
mixed reaction on Twitter. I did put out a TikTok today, shared the video on Twitter. Mixed reaction to people who do want him, don't want him. Uh, something that was pointed out to me that I never took into consideration is that Cam Newton has been mentoring him forever. Right. So, you know, someone said to me, like, it's like the story is being written. Uh, I've been on here many a times saying I don't want Justin Fields as the next quarterback. I did say to somebody today, though, you know who I am. If they If they draft Justin Fields, I will bandwagon. I will find everything good about him. And I will, you know, pump him, his tires good. Cause he does do a lot of good things. Well, right. From what I've told you about Justin Fields from the, we did the whole draft breakdown from him, from the draft network and PFF and that kind of thing. Um, would you, how do you feel about this rumor out there that the Patriots could entertain a wild trade to get up for Justin Fields? Meaning they'd probably have to trade up high. We're talking like Atlanta in the fourth round to get their hands on Justin Fields. I haven't liked Justin Fields, not because I know anything about him, but just because you've told me that you don't think he's going to be successful in the NFL and because of the uh, Ohio State quarterback NFL type thing. Also, on the other side of the coin, I've always said that if Bill Belichick has a quarterback in the draft that he's confident in and he thinks is going to be the future of the NFL, I want him to aggressively go after him. So like we've always said, and Bill, we trust, if this is the guy that Bill thinks is going to lead the franchise – then I'm totally on board with him moving up and doing whatever it takes to get him. And if that means doing whatever he has to do to trade up to four, five, six, whatever it might be, I'm totally on board with it. You know, when people ask me, why do you keep Connor around? Like why, why, or not do you, why do you keep him around? That's wrong. Nobody asks me that, but they ask me like, what makes you and Connor like a good pair? Like, why do you like being his broadcast partner? And it's right there, ladies and gentlemen, it's the fact that, I said something, Connor did no research on his own, and he just took None. me for face value. Like, he just I took what I said at face value. I appreciate that. I appreciate the trust you have in me and a guy who's wrong eight out of ten times. Justin Fields hasn't even crossed my mind as a potential uh, quarterback fit for the Patriots. since. <laughs> because I said I don't like Justin Fields. 100%. Now, is it because I'm an Ohio State fan or just because I said I don't like Justin Fields? Both. Because I know you actually watch Ohio State, so you see this kid all, all the time. And if you don't think he's going to be good, then I think that's probably correct. And then also, I know that Ohio State quarterbacks obviously haven't been good in the NFL. Let me tell you about Justin. Let me tell you the good things about Justin Fields. Should I do that? Should I maybe yes. try to play this objectively? You know, like so I can, both I can, sides of it? Yeah, so I can change my mind and say they should draft them first overall. Yeah. So I'm a Trey Lance fan. For a lot of reasons. But when I look at Justin Fields, I see a lot of similarities between the two. I think from a pure athletic athletic standpoint and being a quarterback and being able to do those things. I like Justin Fields better than Trey Lance in that standpoint. He's got a people don't realize how strong his arm is. Like he's got a booming arm. To play both sides of it, though, as booming as it is, he's not always accurate. Right. And one thing that I did talk about uh, with my stream with Lawrence on Patriots Outsider uh, at seven o'clock was I kept talking about like how I believe that Ohio State receivers made him look a little bit better. He even put that on my TikTok today. And someone asked me, they're like, well, if you're concerned because you think the receivers lift them up, then why are you so high on Mac Jones? Which is fair because Mac Jones has maybe the greatest wide receiving core in the history of college football. Right. And if you want to see the full length, like long explanation I gave, you can head on over and watch our video there um, where I explained it. But what I will say about that is, is OSU receivers 
were able to make catches that were really difficult. Justin Fields would miss them by a yard and they would reach out and make great catches. He also threw behind them a lot and they were able to turn their bodies in stride and make catches. And you're talking about a guy who played in the Big Ten. The Big Ten wasn't good this year or last year, in my opinion. I mean, I had no doubts that Ohio wasn't going to walk out of the Big Ten with without winning the Big Ten. You know what I mean? Right. They'd win the championship. Great receivers. Built around a run game. Trey Sermon's amazing. You know my opinion on Sermon. Like, I hope the Patriots go out and get him. I do have that fear around Ohio State quarterbacks, too, because they've never really worked. Yep. I do hope good things for Justin Fields. Any people, even if he were to be drafted by the Jets, I hope good things. I always cheer for Ohio guys. That's why I cheer for so many guys on the Colts, because half their team is from Ohio State. Being an OSU guy. I just think that 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 receiving core made him look a little bit better. That being said, would he be a fit for the New England Patriots this year or next year? Yes. And he would be a fit because he'd be a fit because of how Belichick set up his offense. Because I think that Justin Fields could run that double tight end set going through the running backs, just like Trey Lance could, just like Cam Newton can. Right. Yep. Yeah, it sounds like he has somewhat of a similar skill set to Cam Newton. I know he's always looked up to Cam Newton. I've seen things on Twitter that he wears the same number just as like uh, respect to Cam. So obviously he's trying to somewhat follow in his footsteps. And we've said all along that if the Patriots go out and draft the rookie, we want it to be somebody who can be mentored by Cam and then eventually take over. So he could be a good fit in that sense. Now, people know that I wasn't high on Dwayne Haskins as a quarterback in the NFL either. Yeah. Yeah, But three years ago, I said that, A, he didn't have the physical makeup. Yep. And I said his attitude sucked. For sure. It still does. Yeah. His preparation sucked. His attitude sucked. Everything sucked. And it all turned out to be what it was. You know, it all turned out to be what it was. That's not Justin Fields. Right? Justin Fields does so many things well. So like I said... If they were to draft Justin Fields, I would, I would, there's a lot of good things I can say about him. I'd homer him up. Absolutely. Right. I would. I absolutely would. I'd say that Jacksonville was crazy not to take him and take Trevor Lawrence on top of him. You know, that's who I am. I like Trey Lance because he's got the big arm. He's athletic and he's really, really smart. But has he been tested? That's another question. When we talk about tested. Right. He's the one that's played very little over the past three years, right? No, he's he's played. He's got great receivers, but he plays for North Dakota State. You know, like anyways. I I've always said I don't want Justin Fields because I compare him to other quarterbacks in the draft. Now, I do want to point out there too, though, that this is when I was a big Mac Jones fan. Because I thought the Patriots couldn't play a system outside of the pocket quarterback. So since we've seen them actually make these moves this year, that it looks like they're going to be able to to have more of a mobile quarterback situation, I'm a lot more open to a Justin Fields. And again, I think the Patriots have set themselves up to do it. Now, I did a mock draft on PFF. It was my first one since free agency. I'm just going to share it if I can. Nice. 
And I don't know how much you guys can see. I'll try to go full screen so you can see a little bit better. I just well, the bottoms doesn't matter. Let's look at the top. And is that, yep. I, I don't know if you can't see it, but I traded with Atlanta to move up to the fourth spot, and I took Trey Lance. Nice. What did that cost? I gave up the fifteenth uh, overall pick, the forty sixth overall pick, and a twenty twenty two round second rounder. Now I think it's going to okay. cost more yep. because in return I got the fourth overall and the hundred forty eighth overall. Okay. I don't know. I think Atlanta is going to want more than that, but PFF accepted it. Okay. But I think it's going to take more. Justin Fields was available. And I went Trey Lance. Yeah. So if the Patriots were interested in Justin Fields, according to PFF, he would be there, but I also got him for a steal. Right. You know what I mean? Who who did they have going uh, second and third? I I obviously assume number one was uh, It was... uh, yeah, uh, Lawrence and Zach Wilson were the first two off the board. Okay. And then Miami didn't take a quarterback. I forget who they took. Yeah. And then Trey Lance and Justin Fields were available. Right. I'd be happy with either or. Even though I prefer Trey Lance, I think it was McChicken who once said to me, he's like the Jordan Love of this draft. Yep. Um, because he's not quite proven in a way. If they draft, let's put it this way. If they draft Justin Fields, I will celebrate. And I would hope you celebrate with me, Connor. I will celebrate no matter who they draft. I will go back on everything I said. (laughs) And I will focus on nothing but his positives. Nice. Yes. And I will, I will back that up. They can, they can draft somebody we've never heard of. And I will, uh, I will celebrate them. Oh, a hundred percent. So it's easy for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, You've already got them winning, like, like they're going, what, 15 and 17 next year, right? At least. So Love Vibration Nation, we're just going to get to the super chat here. Uh says, it's fun. Thank you very much, by the way. It's funny how the people who said nobody wanted to play for the Patriots never played a down of football in their lives. It's funny I- in general, man, all of these people that have said that. That's been a huge thing coming out that the, nobody wants to play for the Patriots ever since the the whole Matt Stafford trade. It seems like he was actually the only person that didn't want to play for the Patriots though. In the long run, 99% of the league still wants to come to new England. It looks like now Cassius Marsh is, is the only one, right? Who, who yeah. walked out of here talking smack. Did Pretty you hear much. those Danny Amendola rumors? Yes. I have absolutely no interest in the Patriots trying to get Danny Amendola. I don't, I don't see it. I said, no way. I've said today, I wrote this, I think on Sarah's tweet, cause she's the one who tweeted it out. Yeah. And I said to her, I wrote on there, I said, if he is re-signed by the Patriots, the name Danny Amendola will be banned from Dear Pat's Nation. We will not be allowed to talk about him. Anybody who would talk about him will be fired. Nice. And anybody who said his name in the chat would be blocked <laughs> permanently. McChicken, are you listening? He'd be busy. No, Dan- oh, I already put it in the in the group chat. He knows. No Danny Amendola talk in here. You're in big trouble. You know, Except, except for us to say we're not interested in him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. If he doesn't get drafted, we can say, or if he doesn't get signed, we can say Danny Mandola. It's just if he gets re signed. Um, I got over the Kyle Van Noy thing because it was after a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Danny Mandola's like been carrying on for three years with his Bill Belichick oh, yeah. slander. Yeah, absolutely. He keeps going. And Kyle Van Noy, I think, still has something left in the tank. I feel like Danny Mandola is not going to really do much, anyways. They really don't need a. 
another wide receiver who's going to be way at the bottom of the depth chart. They, they'll did, be just what, fine. What did you say that the Patriots aren't looking for a ninth receiver? Yeah, they they're all set. They don't they don't really need any more ninth receivers. He'd have to come in and compete with uh, Gunner and Matt Slater. And I said that um, we don't want any angry little elves. Yeah, we we we're all set with the Danny Amendola return. So Chris Somers is asking, Ray, are you going to do a thing like you did for the draft last year? So last year for Sportscaster, I covered the draft live. I went live and watched the whole draft um, live on, uh, round one only, only to nice. have the Patriots trade away their pick and not get to talk about a Patriots pick at all. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think I will. Will you join me, Connor? Afterward? Sure. We'll come in and watch the draft. Now, I'm going to be behind everybody, so you got to let me break it. And okay, I, yep. I will I will not be looking at the chat at all. So you'll have to monitor the chat because everybody on Sportscaster, I was about 20 seconds behind and McChicken kept blowing every 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 pick for me. <laughs> Sounds like something McChicken would do. But uh, yeah, no, I think I, I think I'd like to do it at least round one. Round one is the important one. Yep. Um, I'm going to tell you guys right now, though, if the Patriots trade out of 15 to the second round, I'm just shutting it down. I'm not going to do it's a long night. Right. I, I sang the Canadian National Anthem before uh, before the thing last year. Nice. You a good singer? No, no. Okay. But uh, they did uh, They they did the American National Anthem, and then someone's like, they should do the Canadian, so I sung it. That's I only st- fair. I stood up and sung it, yep. Nice. Um, Skip Bayless says, Belichick is nothing but a very good defensive coordinator who luckily hooked up with the greatest leader, performer, and quarterback in Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Belichick is not a GM like he, like he thinks he is. Thank you for staying with oh. the bit. Thank you. Thank you, Skip. Um, even after all of these free agent signings, we're still staying with the bit. The dedication is admirable. I will absolutely give you that. Yes. Snaps Time says, Dear Pats Nation, have you guys heard anything official about Hightower retiring? I have a f- feeling we haven't heard anything because he might not be coming back. Um, the last I heard was that he went to the building and did a physical, just like all the other returning players. Um, I don't think there's been like this official, yes, he's back. No, it has. They made it official. He went and did his physical, and, and as far as the Patriots were concerned, he was coming back. But right. so was Patrick Chung. Right. I do believe that he's coming back. I haven't heard anything yet. Um, Char- or Hightower's also not being pushed out of his position the same way Patrick Chung was. I know that, um, you know, dude, your your boy, the Spike King, just pulls things out of out of thin air and, and causes stirs, just so you know. And he's Why getting is, called he, on. is he saying he's going to retire? Not Hightower, but he's now hinting that somebody else is going to retire, but he was on the Marcus oh, Cannon boy. is going to retire thing, and he's just... He's getting called on it now too. Marcus Cannon. Marcus Cannon wasn't retired. He just sh- got shipped out of town. Yeah, but I know that that's where a lot of that talk is coming from. Um, I haven't heard anything either which way. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about Hightower retiring from any any sources or anyone in general. Um, if the draft, sorry, is the draft an even bigger gamble due to COVID? Yes. There's guys who didn't play last year who were in the draft. Um, right. I wouldn't even say bigger gamble. It could like some guys are going to be, some guys are going to be even. Uh, they could have lost draft stock of what they were going to be, especially guys who were going in for a senior year who may have taken that big step. And uh, yeah, no, it's it's definitely a risk. Right. At the same time, though, we saw, uh, I think it was Gronkowski didn't really play his senior year. So that's 
it's going to be yeah more of a risk, more of a gamble, but maybe the Patriots or any team in general might be able to get a little bit more of a steal just because people might drop down the draft board because they didn't play. You know, I still don't understand the Rob Gronkowski draft because I heard the story way after that he fell asleep during his draft meeting. Right. And we know the Patriots really like people who interview well. So that's what's kind of crazy. Well, that's what I'm saying. If Nikhil Harry was drafted because he interviewed well, like, man, it's how did Gronk get drafted? Maybe Nikhil Harry just came in with a blanket and a pillow and went right to sleep. And they were like, we need this guy. Um, especially after, uh, especially after, uh, oh, was it Greg, was it Greg Bedard who said, I don't see the big, I don't see the big deal about this, this Gronkowski kid prior yeah. to the draft. Yeah. I think it was him. Yeah. That, that didn't, didn't see the hype. I, I think I can't remember. Like I'm really, my brain is foggy. He had a pretty good career, didn't he? He did all right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I he, remember him, he made it. He caught a couple passes, won a Super Bowl or two or three or four, something like that. He, he did decent, though. He had an all right career. I think he's still decent. playing. He's won three Super Bowls, right? He has four rings, won three Super Bowls. Yes. Because he didn't play in 53. Yeah. Or no, sorry. He didn't play in 51 against right. Atlanta. That was uh, Marty B. Yep. Uh, Tyler Watson, fellow Canuck, says, Hey, Ray and Connor, what's your record prediction for this year? I say at least 11 and 6 with all the signings and a wild card. Nice. I've got them at a minimum of 10 wins, a ceiling of 12. Connor's a little bit higher than me. Yep. I think 11 and 6 is very accurate if they do go to this 17 game season. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see them do even a little bit better. I think it's going to depend on what happens at the quarterback situation, obviously, but 12 and 5. Tia Thomas and let's hope Trey Lance interviews well. I hope so. Fingers crossed, right? I don't know if they only do that for wide receivers with the interview thing or if that's the entire uh, the entire draft. It's a good question. Last chance says the Dolphins added Fuller and Coleman, two first-round picks. They are formidable. They are. The Dolphins yep. are all going to come down to Tua. Now, I don't have the a ton of faith in Tua. I didn't have a fun, ton, ton of faith in him last year. Prior to being drafted by the Dolphins, I don't have a ton of faith now. But that being said, if he takes a step and he's better, that team's going to be super, super good. I said to Lawrence earlier on, when you look at the move that the Jets made um, and with Salah now as their their coach, if they can get a either turn Sam Darnold around or draft a new quarterback, with what the Patriots have done, with the prospect of bringing in a young quarterback and, and solidifying that offense with, uh, to go along with the elite defense. With the Bills, who I still believe it's their division this year. I still right. think that the Patriots are looking up, trying to fight them for it. I don't think they'll make it easy, but I still think it's the Bills' division. In two to three years, the AFC East could go from the joke of the league to the best division in football. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's the way that it's definitely trending at this point. The Jets have a ton of cap space still going forward the next few years. They have the second overall pick. The Dolphins have a great coach. Tua, if Tua ends up being uh, you know, a legitimate quarterback, they have a ton of uh, high picks coming up. They're already pretty stacked to begin with. Obviously, the Bills have Josh Allen. They have their franchise right there. It's it's going to be a fantastic division. I think the the Dolphins are going to be a huge coin flip though, because if two is good, they're going to be unstoppable. If two is not good, it's I think they'll still be decent. But regardless, it's going to be a tough division. 
fantastic comment by Luke Neely who says, just tell Bill in the interview that it's better than being a <laughs> That's absolutely funny. That's great. That's a good one uh, right there, man. <laughs> a lot <laughs> a lot of Trey Lance hate. Or not, sorry. Uh, Will Fuller hate coming up here. Really? Uh, Tia says, to be honest, no one in the division scares me. I see us beating the Jets, Dolphins, and splitting with the Bills, who for the first time in Allen's career has to play a first-place schedule. True. They do have to play a tough schedule. You're right. They're going to have the Chiefs. They're going to have the Steelers. They're going to have the Titans, I believe. They won the division, right? Colts were the Uh, wild-card team. Yep. Yep. Titans won the division. Yes. And what do, oh, and we have the, well, they're going to have the Colts anyways, because we have that whole division, Titans, Colts, uh, Jacksonville. Yep. And whatever that other team is in there. The thing Tennessee, is about Jacksonville, the, the Bills, is, I think they're Jacksonville. Texas, oh, Houston. Oh, I'm not scared of Houston. Especially if Deshaun Watson's no longer on the team. Uh, Mitchell Mollett says, thank you, Ray and Connor, for all you do. Well, thank you for watching thank us. Thank you, sir. Guys, to be honest, like, like if we're going to be serious, can we be serious with them for a second? Yeah. When we lost, when, like, we just, let's say it out. Is, when Sportscaster fired us and told us our services were no longer needed, you and I talked about, we'll give this a couple months, and if it doesn't work, we'll call it a career. Right. You'll continue selling cars. I'll continue being a social worker. Our friendship would have deteriorated. We would have blocked each other on Twitter, and that would have been it. You guys have been phenomenal. I mean, the views, the engagement, the the Patreons. Like, we're up to, what, 23 Patreons now. The yeah. the subscribership. I mean, you guys, you guys are the reason we do what we do. Like, it, it's we're just, we're just here to have fun. You know, I think that's the whole thing. We just want to have fun. And... Y'all come here and, and let us be fun, and you're fun with us. Sometimes you guys, you know, talk smack. I think we love that as well, and uh, we appreciate y'all. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you to everyone who's been uh, who's been donating, who's been watching, who's been commenting. Man, every ever since we switched back over to YouTube from Sportscaster, I feel like everything's uh, kind of gone through the roof. I didn't know what yeah. was going to happen, but it's it's been it's been great. It's been a great transition. I think too here we're we're able on YouTube and the po- our own podcast we're able to control our own content a little bit because yeah. I think when we first started the Sportscaster podcast, well, first of all, we were trying to find our way. At that point, we did a lot of crazy things. We were throwing everything at the weird Karen of the day, and we were just throwing yeah. everything at the wall to see what would stick. But then we kind of got brought in, and we were like, just talk about sports. Right. Like don't don't talk about anything else but sports. We don't mind you guys having fun and laughing, but talk about sports. And it's primarily what we talk about here. But sometimes, you know, we get into Jersey Shore, or we get into your cooking, or you teach me Boston and I teach you Canadian. Like we like to have those little fun bits too. And and they just wouldn't let us do that there. So when we came back to Deer Pats Nation, we were both like, man, let or when we came back to YouTube and we're doing it on our own. And I was worried because I kind of like I left YouTube when I left when I went to Sportscaster, I knew that I was leaving my, my YouTube audience behind. And right. it was a tough decision for me. It's not one I regret because I got that experience at Sportscaster, but it taught me that we get to chill 
it taught me that I got to appreciate what I have and I will never, ever sign another contract that doesn't allow us to do sport, to do YouTube. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. They, they controlled us so much, right? so much on what we could do, how much we could post on YouTube, how many lives we could do. Like they controlled. If I were to ever go anywhere again, it'd be under the, the mice that we can engage. Remember we weren't allowed to engage in the YouTube comments. Right. We could live is- stream, but but we could only take the sportscaster comments. Like it right. was never again. YouTube's always going to be my first priority. The podcast can be my first priority because this is where our audience is. And this is where the, you know, we're small, you know, when you compare to the Mr. Beast who, you know, upset a lot of people yesterday and in, in the Roman Atwoods and all them of the world. But I think, you know, with our small audience base, I think we got the best audience in the world. I, I mean oh, yeah. that with all my heart. I'm not just talking smack right now. I really do mean that. Yeah, for sure. Um, Ross says, how much I got to donate to get two Patreon live weekly? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to listen. With full disclosure, Connor needs the weekends, those That's Friday, true. Saturdays. Like he worked going into last Sunday. He worked. What did you work? 28 straight days? Something like that. Yeah. It wasn't so, pretty. Yeah. Connor, Connor needed the time off. Um, Connor needs a time off. Like it's, we'll, it's, we'll be back. We'll be back. Don't worry, Ross. That was fun the other night. No, we had a blast, and I think blast. we'll do it every two weeks. It'll actually yep. not be in two weeks because two weeks from this week is Good Friday and Easter and stuff, and I got some okay, yep. family stuff I got to do. But we'll be back the following week. Maybe we'll do back to back weekend since we're skipping a, a week. But nice, yeah. Anyways, guys, we're going. We have more to talk about. Uh, we still want to, I want to talk about how Michael DeVito over on fan side, had said the wide receivers still need improvement for the Patriots and how we graded them a C plus. Oh, so we're going to go, we're going to talk about that at the other side of the break, but we're going to take a couple of minutes here. So you can hear from our sponsors over at the Rocky mountain barber company, manscape.com F You can hear about our Patreon page and another reminder about our merch store. Visit RockyMountainBarber.com and get all the products you need to take care of your hair, beard, and skin. Get their small batch, all-natural beard bombs and oils, pre-shave oils, lotions, hair products, razor blades, and so much more. Visit Rocky Mountain Barber Company and use the promo code RAYROUTE and save 5% off all your orders. Get your small batch hygiene products at RockyMountainBarber.com. You can get your male hygiene and grooming tools and take care of everything below your belt from manscaped.com and use the promo code RayRoute and you'll save yourself 20% and get free international shipping. So take care of your boys and get all of your male hygiene and grooming tools at manscaped.com. Fcustom.com is your spot to find the best custom baseball, basketball, and football jerseys. Choose from hundreds of designs and colors and customize the jersey any way you want. Use the promo code RayRoute and save yourself 10% to get the best custom jerseys at fcustom.com. Hey, if you enjoy the lighthearted, wholesome content that you get from the Dear Pats Nation podcast, YouTube, and Facebook page and wish that you could get more, you are in luck because Dear Pats Nation has launched our Patreon page. We didn't add any ridiculous tiered levels of support. We're not asking you to pledge 20 bucks a month for five bucks. That's right. Five bucks a month. You'll have access to daily exclusive Dear Pats Nation videos. You'll get traditional vlogs from Connor, Sarah, and I talking about the Patriots, the Celtics. 
Celtics and the Red Sox, but we'll also have exclusive interviews, behind the scene footage, bloopers, early views of videos that aren't available on YouTube, live streams exclusively for Patreon members, and that's just scratching the surface. We're not gonna make you pay a monthly fee if we're not committed to adding and making it the best possible experience for you. We're not in this to get rich. We're not in this to rip you off. We just want enough to pay our bills and being able to create on Patreon is just one way we're trying to do it. So please come check out our check out our Patreon page over at www.patreon.com slash DPN sports. We've also left the description in, or we've also left the link of the, in the description of our YouTube and Facebook videos. We don't think you'll be sorry. So please, at the very least, at least go check it out. And if you don't want to sign up and you don't want to pay, that's all right too. We ain't mad. You can still expect us to be here streaming live every Sunday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. But if you want to get more, go check us out over on Patreon. You guys asked for it, so it's arrived. The Deer Pats Nation merch shop is now open and live. Show some love for the podcast by going over to teesprings.com slash store slash DPN and get your hands on the newest Deer Pats Nation merchandise. And we're back. We are, we are, we are. I don't know if you saw that Deshaun Watson is going to be, or um, Deshaun Jackson is going to be signing with the Rams. So giving Matthew Stafford some ah. more much help there. Uh, so Michael DeVito wrote this. The New England Patriots were in dire need of wide receivers after the 2020 season in which their leading receiver, Jacoby Myers, caught 59 passes. Sorry, but that wasn't going to cut the mustard. So Bill Belichick dove in early and signed two receivers. They were Nelson Aguilar, formerly of the Raiders, and Kedrick Bourne from the 49ers. A previous article lauded his aggressiveness, but how well did they really do? The reviews have been mixed, and now the initial euphoria of a whirlwind of signings has calmed down. We can take a hard look at the two receivers who are hopefully going to remedy the Patriots' pitiful situation in 2020 when no one caught much of anything. So the verdict in the grade dished out is a C plus. They are okay, but nothing special. And the plus goes to the grade because virtually any free agent would be better than most of New England's awful receiving core without Julian Edelman in 2020. What is your grade on these receivers? Let me start by pointing out before we go anywhere that Michael DeVito is the same guy who wrote the article demanding that Robert Kraft sell the Patriots because Tom uh-huh. Brady won the Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I bring this up because we have seen a lot of ish being talked about the Nelson Aguilar trade because it was an overpay. Let's admit it, Connor. It was a little bit of an overpay, but I'm fine with that. I don't think it's a huge thing. I right. don't think it's gigantic. Um, they paid him a couple million dollars more. Yeah, Juju went for $8 million, but he went back to Pittsburgh. I prefer Nelson Aguilar over Juju unless you guys want the TikTok dances. Um, Michael DeVito. Shut up. This is his this is his shtick. This is what he does. I I give them a B plus on the wide receivers and I give them an A overall. They didn't really go Bill Belichick didn't go out looking necessarily for wide receivers. He went out there and got the two best pass catching tight ends and he's going to pair up John U. Smith and Hunter Henry out there and they're going to run the offense that way. So I don't think he was really looking to go get a wide receiver. Based on how aggressive he was, he could have gone out and signed Kenny Galladay and Juju if he really wanted to. He obviously wasn't, uh, you know, 
clutching onto his wallet not to spend any money. And I think he really liked Nelson Aguilar, which is why he overpaid for him a little bit. He said, this is the guy that I really want to get at wide receiver. Let me make sure nobody else can sign him. And if I have to overpay a little bit, I will. He also went out and got Kendrick Bourne. I think he's going to be a great piece. But at the same time, we'll tie it all back to the tight end. He's going to th- he's going to play it on the offense, throwing the ball to the tight end quite a bit. And the wide receivers are going to be complementary pieces to this run first tight end offense. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with the chat tonight, but I'm literally getting screenshots of it. Is it not good? No, enough. Honestly, enough. McChicken, I give you full range to do whatever you need to do. Me too. I have full I have full faith, trust in uh, McChicken's judgments. I'll say yeah. that. Um, I like Kendrick Bourne too. 49er fans keep telling me how much they're going to, we're going to like Kendrick Bourne. Right. He had a like, good year last year with nobody really throwing him the ball. Uh, you know, Nick Mullins most of the season. Yeah, I know. And, um, and Nick, <laughs> they had Jimmy Garoppolo for a little bit as well. A little bit, yeah. But uh, I do know that it, it's, um, they keep saying that he was not used appropriately in San Francisco. Yep. And that they can do more. Yep. So I think that it's um I, I think that that he could definitely be a gigantic piece for, right. for no, sorry, no, 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 no. I gotta back that up. Not a gigantic piece, a serviceable piece. An a serviceable piece. piece that will fit our system and will absolutely help the offense he could be like another version of Jacoby Myers which ain't a bad thing no it's actually a good thing and the 49ers have obviously the past few years been a run for his team I mean they they've given the ball to Moster and you know Jimmy G has they've kind of been the tight end running back you know duo where they throw the ball mostly to Kittle and then they run the ball that's kind of their identity I think the Patriots identity is going to be somewhat similar I think Kendrick Bourne's going to be a great piece I'm not putting this up for the comment. I'm just putting this up. Beantown Breakdown, one of our boys. What up, man? Got him over. Make sure you guys go check out his YouTube page. He does live reactions to the Celtics and, and all that kind of stuff. Talks Boston sports. If you're a Boston sports fan, you'll love Beantown Breakdown. Go check him out. Um, I think it'll be good. Uh, Ray, I hate the fact, the fact that you said Bourne is a depth piece. He's not. Kendrick is great route runner and has great hands. But he is a depth piece when... <laughs> When I say depth piece, I don't mean sit on the bench and never play in case somebody gets injured. Right, right. But if if Julian Edelman does come back, Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, and Julian Edelman will be the top three. I foresee the Patriots playing a lot of single wide and two wide receiver sets. So even number three and four and five um, on the Patriots could have an issue with getting on the field. I think Aguilar is there to take the take it off the top. I think Jacoby Myers has cemented himself as a number two. I think Julian Edelman will start as the number two out of respect for him um, and what he's brought to the team if he does return. But I could definitely see uh, Jacoby Myers getting back in. Let's also not forget that Cam Newton like targeting Edelman, so they're going to want to bring in people who they're comfortable with. When I say that, you guys got to take what I say as a depth when I say depth, that doesn't mean bench. Right. If I think a guy's a bench player, I'll say a bench player. When I say depth, I mean he adds depth to a roster that's already pretty good. 
He could be a rotational piece. He could be it. He's not going to be, in my mind, that top three lock. Maybe he's a lock in at number three. Maybe him and Myers are, are switching in and out, or him and Edelman are switching in and out um, when they do go to a three-receiver set. That's what I mean by depth. But I don't put I don't put Aguilar and I don't put Myers below him. I put them both ahead of him. NFL Talk says, Ray, come on, man. Edelman is washed and not a starter. We'll see this year. It is a we'll see. And right. sometimes it comes down to Gronk is washed compared right. to who Gronk used to be. For sure. He's still productive. We saw yep. him in the Super Bowl, obviously. Right. If but Edelman keep, can do that, I'll take it. But you keep a guy like Gronk around because that's where Brady's comfort level is. Yep. Go look at Cam Newton when Julian Edelman was there. He targeted Julian Edelman way more than he targeted anybody else in that field. He loved Julian Edelman. So if Julian Edelman can play, he's going to start, and it's going to be for the comfort of the quarterback. And Julian Edelman Edelman has finally had a long time to, you know, rest his body and get healthy. So I think if this is his last season, he might just come out and go all out. And I think they're going to have the opportunity. Like we said, they have depth. You know, take that for what it is. But now Edelman might not have to be on the field of a million snaps. They can work him in and out and use him less often because they have a lot of other options. Last season, they had nobody else to go to. Yeah, it says Bourne will kill it in the RPO plays across the middle. He's faster than Myers and can get real yards after the catch. Absolutely. I like the sound of that. Again, again, when I say depth, I don't mean bench. There's a big difference when we talk depth. The Patriots have tons of defensive depth. That doesn't mean guys aren't going to play. Right. I talk about, if I say a guy is a bench player, he's a bench player. My word, you got to realize in football, an 11-man unit will have, you know, 18, 20, 22 guys who will play throughout that game. Y'all take what I say at face value way too easy. Yeah. You should all be my, you should all be my co-host. When I uh, when I think of bench, I think of like Gunner. He's not really going to get in there as a wide receiver. He's a special teamer. Uh, Brandon Bolden, like sorry, yeah. Chevy on production says Julian Edelman. If Julian Edelman caught the pass from Newton in Seattle, we would have won that game. But he dropped the perfect pass late in the fourth quarter. If I was going to sit around and knock the New England pay or Lawton knocked knock Julian Edelman, going back to twenty twenty two, his rely I. Connor, I said it to you this year. I used that word. It's a liability. I use that word liability when mm-hmm. it comes to dropping the football. It's become a liability on that standpoint. I've heard people talk about it was the injuries. Let's see. Yep. Let's see if that's the case. But again, I think that out of respect of what he's done for the organization, I think out of Cam's comfortability, he starts the season as a starter. He could lose that position very quickly, but I think they give him that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's the benefit that they have of this depth, that they're not really going to be relying on Julian Edelman having to take 100% or 90% of the snaps, whatever it is. Light Shadow says, if the Raiders release Marcus Mariota, should the Pats sign him? And if so, would that mean Stidham will be released as we are likely to draft a quarterback this year? I believe that the Patriots could very well go into training camp with like four quarterbacks and it could be a combination of Cam Newton, Marcus Mariota, Stidham and the draft pick. I think that right now it's Cam Newton's job to lose, Mm -hmm. 
but I think the Patriots are going to want to look at every single option. Right. I, I think it's also Cam Newton's job to lose. I'd like to see them just kind of focus on Cam Newton at a rookie and kind of it going forward with Cam Newton being the starter. <laughs> oh, my, sorry. Excuse me. Thank you. And the rookie kind of waiting in the wing. So it's Cam Newton and the rookie. And then if Cam Newton struggles, they can go right to the rookie. That's what I'd like to see. But I'm not opposed to bringing in more quarterbacks and having it be a whole a whole competition, but that's what I've been kind of thinking of now. Now that Cam Newton's back, they've solidified themselves a legitimate offense. I'd like to see them start planning for the future too. I will teach Connor how to use the cough button. Uh, by the way. Yeah, I got to learn. <laughs> You're not sick, are you? I hope not. You sneeze. You got to go to test now? Probably, right? I told you when I coughed at work and they sent me home. No, they did? Yeah, right at the beginning of COVID. I coughed at work. Like it was like a week, the week before we shut down. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. It was the week before we shut down and I was at work and I coughed and everybody freaked out and I got sent home. They called, <laughs> they called my, so I'm the manager of the building. They called my boss. It went over my head and he called me. He's like, Oh my God, can you work from home? I'm like, yeah. He's like, These people are crazy. He's like, he's like, they said you cough. And I'm like, yeah, I smoked a pack and a half of cigarettes yesterday. I said, I oversmoked <laughs> out of the, you know, being worried. I'm like, says, just go home. I'm going to have to try that at work, although I don't think I'll have the same outcome. <laughs> I'll try uh, it, though. Another lost soul, which, by the way, guys, this is the person that I mentioned in a couple shows ago. Like, dude, he sends me maybe 20 to 30 DMs a day, all updates on what's going around the NFL. Nice. 90% of what I tweeted, like when news broke, like my reaction came from him sending me, like sending me the thing, worked his, his tail off, um, worked harder than me in this whole, uh, through the whole free agency that week. And, uh, you know, another unpaid intern, but, uh, thank you to another lost soul. We, we appreciate you, uh, keeping us completely updated with everything that was going on. Um, but he asked, Ray, do you think that the Pats would trade up uh, to four pick uh, and maybe draft a non-quarterback like an offense or a defensive player? I don't think they trade up for a non-quarterback, to be honest with you. Um, I think that they, just my opinion, I mean, obviously we never know what Bill Belichick is going to do. As I say all the time, I'm never speaking facts. I'm just speaking my opinion. Um, I don't think the Patriots do that. I think that if they stay at 15 They'll or if they if they're taking anything outside of a quarterback, they're just going to stay at fifteen. I don't think he's going to trade up for an offensive lineman or a defensive tackle or anything of that nature, Connor. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, I'm actually pretty surprised by what the Patriots have done in the offseason so far with all the free agent signings. It seems like they covered so many holes now. Obviously, it doesn't seem like they really would need to trade up to get somebody because. They've solved the tight end issue for quite some time. They've done well at wide receiver. They've solved, you know, the defensive tackle issue. They're stacked at linebacker all of a sudden. So for them to trade up, the only position left, in my opinion, is quarterback at this point. Tia Thomas says, no matter what the record in 2021 season, you got to love that Build a GM is setting up the team for more than one season. 100%. Listen, I've already already said, if the Patriots win eight games this year, I'm okay with that. As long as there's a quarterback waiting in the wings. Right. You know, like that's my thing. And I think they're going to do better. But I'm prepared if if that were to happen. I love the way this future looks. Listen, I've said this all along. 
regardless of what we think Cam Newton's going to do, whether you're somebody who thinks he's going to be, he's going to ball, whether you think somebody's going to suck, regardless of all that. Worst case scenario, Cam Newton has a rough season. The Patriots have the future quarterback sitting on the bench. Best case scenario, Cam Newton balls out this year and you've got the future quarterback sitting on the bench. Right. Because I believe in my heart of hearts. Regard, Lawrence said, oh, don't be surprised if Belichick doesn't take a, a quarterback in this year's draft. No, I believe in my heart of hearts. The Patriots are taking a quarterback in this draft. Me too. And I believe they're going to trade up and I believe they're going to get Trey Lance or Justin Fields or Mac Jones or one of those quarterbacks. Yep. Yeah, I, I would be very surprised if they don't take a quarterback at least at some point. Um, I think they are going to trade up as well, but if not, if they didn't take, you know, Mond or somebody in one of those middle rounds, I'd be shocked if they just outright didn't pick a quarterback. Uh, Ross says, anyone excited as heck that there's a two tight end set again? Yes, sir. Flex two arms, so I'll flex both arms. Nice. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited about it, and I think you're going to see it used differently than we saw it the first time around. Right. It's going to be yeah. a lot of lot of play action, guys. I'm telling you, there's going to be a lot of play action. Yep. I could see them getting either one of them out in the flat, dumping them the football, and letting them run with it. I, I'm excited to see all the options that Josh McDaniels is going to have this season. Love Vibration Nation says, if Pitt falls to the Pats, draft as a wide receiver, interesting. <laughs> I've already said that. Kyle Pitts is one of my guys. If the Patriots don't get a quarterback, he's number one on my big board. I don't yep. believe he's going to fall to number 15, if I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. But, yeah, he's definitely number one on my big board. And I've said I want to see them draft him as a wide receiver. With the tight ends they have now, now it just only makes sense to draft him as a wide receiver. Right, absolutely. Um, I'm still huge on Pitts based on all of the all of the stuff we've read about him. Obviously, they don't need a tight end at this point because they have two very young tight ends who I think are going to be very good. But I would love to see him as a wide receiver. We'll see, though. I'm I'm still pretty uh, pretty high on Belichick taking a, a quarterback in the first round. Chevion Productions has Connor Optimism. Not a bad thing. Nice. This has Connor Optimism. Says we're going 11 and five with an AFC Conference Championship, all with a young quarterback learning throughout the whole process, ready to inherit this team. I mean, that's best case scenario. Yeah, that's absolutely. Best case scenario. I don't think Super Bowl should be our aspiration as fans this year. It should be the team's aspiration. Winning the Super right. Bowl should always be their aspiration. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think that uh, I think absolutely they should. I, I I think that 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 at the very least we're gonna have our quarterback. Right. That and and that's the thing because they've set these guys up. They've signed all these players to long term deals or three, four, five years. So they have a lot of time left and then they have a ton of cap the next couple of years as well. So even if it's a tough year this year and they do get their quarterback of the future, they're set until 2025 at this point. The main man, Daniel 212 says hot take. The Patriots will draft the best player available. Not a quarterback, Devontae Smith, Mika, Mika Parsons, uh, not a quarterback until the late rounds. We've talked about that very real possibility, right? Mons in the third round or like Kyle Trask in the second round. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, that's a very good point. You know, Belichick in the past has always drafted based on the who the best player is available at that at that time, and he doesn't usually draft for whatever their need might be. But we'll have to see this year. This year is going to be different. They haven't needed to draft a quarterback in so long. Yeah, and I yeah, I friend of the show says the same thing. If we don't trade up, uh, I can see that. And real friend of the show, not our other friend of the show. Not a, not, but says, yeah, if we don't trade up, I can see that hundred um, percent. 
again, the only way the Patriots trade up in my mind is to go get a quarterback. I don't see them trading up for a defensive player or a, a different right. offensive position. I really don't. Right. If they did trade up for a non-quarterback, I believe it would be a trade up for a defensive player, not an offensive player. Yeah, I I really can't see them trading up with all they've done in free agency unless it's to get the quarterback of the future. Um, but again, we never know what Belichick's going to do. As long as he doesn't uh, go out there and draft a long snapper or a kicker in the first round and I have to move to Florida after he's done such a great job in the offseason, I'm happy. Yeah, Mr. Gross says, I have no idea how we trade up for a quarterback and outbid Carolina, especially if Jacksonville, New York, and Atlanta all take quarterbacks. Eight is a lot more valuable than 15. Uh, yeah, I don't think Atlanta is going to take a quarterback. I, my thing yeah. is trading with Atlanta to get up there. You can also trade up to number five uh, and trade with uh, with Cincinnati, which is probably the most realistic. You're right. Eight is a lot more valuable than five. The Patriots are going to have to throw more at them. You're talking probably a first, a second, a second next year, possibly two firsts. You know, two firsts and a second. You're going to talk about a lot of draft capital. If the Patriots want one of those top five quarterbacks or top four quarterbacks, the Patriots are going to have to go out and spend a lot of draft capital, possibly a player as well, to get where they need to be. The good news is the Patriots got a ton of draft capital to do that this year and next year. It's not going to be a straight one for one. Yeah, and and the the thing is there, it's like it's going to be such a high draft capital to move up that much. But if they do that, I have confidence Belichick's going after exactly who he wants to, and he thinks that he has the quarterback of the future for the Patriots. So I'd be on board with it, but I I think he's going to have to be super confident in that person. You could also trade to number six as well. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. They're um, not taking a QB. So no, but I also believe that they're, yeah, but yeah, I thought they're going to trade out too. I'm just looking at something here because uh, there are a few, there are a few teams who we know aren't going to take quarterbacks. So we know that Jacksonville is going to take Trevor Lawrence. Yep. We know that. Right. The Jets could take Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. More than likely they will. I don't think Miami's going to take a quarterback. Me neither. So you could see Carolina try to trade up with Miami. Right. So let's say Carolina does. They could take Justin Fields. Yep. There's a very real possibility Atlanta trade or drafts a quarterback and takes Trey Lance. That would leave Mac Jones on the board if you could trade with Cincinnati at number five. Yep. I doubt Philly's going to take a quarterback, especially with Jalen Hurts. Detroit won't take a quarterback. Carolina would, but they'd already traded with Miami. Denver could take a quarterback, though. So, yeah, you'd have to trade up. I think since he's the plot, the, the spot. Right. Or, or you know, or do you risk? The whole thing is, when's the last time it went quarterback, 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 quarterback? Four in a row. Right. It, it almost never does. I was looking this up last night, and I saw, I think it was um, the 17 draft, 16 or 17, and it went Patrick Mahomes was 10th, and I think Deshaun Watson was 12th. So it, it usually they fall right in that range. It's not like quarterback, 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 where we think it might be. Uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. I'm going to answer this question. Ray, respectfully, I want to ask why Gabby's a uh, Hulbert is a part of DPN when she's never been on DPN except for one stream because I know it didn't happen this week, but we have syndicated Boston Balling as a part of the Deer Pats Nation brand, yep. and uh, she's a part of this, and she's just really busy right now. We've been in discussion with with Gabby to have her on the show much more often, so right. it's just 
trying to work schedules right now and figure that kind of stuff out. But she just took a new job with a real sports company. Um, she quit ESPN and I forget where she went, but she's working for another sports company. So she's busy doing that. She will be a bigger part of Deer Patch Nation moving forward. We're just trying to figure that all out. Same with Sarah. We're trying to figure right. out stuff with Sarah to make her an even bigger part of, yeah. of, of Deer Patch Nation. Yeah, I mean, Gabby does a great job. We'll definitely have her on again um, uh, soon, I'm sure. But she also does her own show. You know what I mean? So she's still on here. She just does her own show. I'm muted. Sorry. Oh, we just got a super chat. Uh, my co-host McChicken or Mick, Mike N helping me take over DPN Patreon. Yeah, buddy. Everyone yeah, in that chat did a great job. That was that was fun on Friday night. You guys were funny. I got a lot did. of laughs out of you guys. Uh, Somers got to confront us face to face. He did and discuss his thoughts on Cam Newton. Yep. Uh, G one hundred seven took the funniest shot in the world at kid. Connor. He did. <laughs> what did he say? He just waits for you to screw up. He just yeah, knows. Pretty much. He just he watches every show, just waiting for you to screw something up. I loved yep. it. Yes, thank you, G one hundred seven, for reminding me. Ross was just Ross, just talk, talk, Ross. talk, smacking, smack talking like crazy. Ross was putting back the Jameson. Yeah, it was it was funny. Shout uh, out to him. Shout out to Mike. Shout out to Mike. My, I think Mike said I heard his brain when I talked about uh, how I eat. Ray, what was it? Uh, it was you didn't get flagged. If that's what you're asking, it was just a just a bunch of ish. Just when people start screenshotting things to me. I, uh, and they're upset. It's, I got to take it serious. Um, Tia says, Sarah needs to be on the live streams on Patreon. I'm coming on next time. Daughter had a, a cheer comp this week and I couldn't, we nice. look forward to having you on. Yeah. We'll get Sarah on there. Whole bunch of different stuff that, uh, we got There's a lot of stuff we got to figure out. A lot, Absolutely. a lot of stuff we got to figure out absolutely but keep coming the patreon's gonna be it's it's funny stuff i'm an ill uh, uh norville redenbacher fan over what are you connor um i actually i don't, I don't eat popcorn to, to be honest with you i actually like do mine in an air popper and then like nice. put my own butter i'm more of a pop my own popcorn but if we do do the bag stuff we're always orville redenbacher oh uh, so you eat the good stuff the real popcorn um yeah, I like the stuff like uh, the kernels. You pour the kernels in the air fryer or the air, not the air fryer. We have like a popcorn machine and you pour it in and it pops out and then we melt butter and salt and yeah, it's delicious. I uh, I have pans under under my stove that still have tags on them. <laughs> and you got a nice set of pans too. I do. I actually saw those the other day and I'm like, wow, it's a shame I've never used these. Well, Ross and I will be collaborating and starting a new channel called Cooking for Connor where we will nice. do step-by-step tutorials just for you and then and, you guys uh, can have me make a video and see that how i can still mess it up ray you on justin field train now you homer well only if the Patriots draft them only if the Patriots draft them yeah you got to go watch the beginning to hear my yep. thoughts on justin fields <laughs> i can't go <laughs> at it again only if they uh, draft them look i see a lot of people uh, so sorry guys first of all we are closing the chat please no super chats we will not be taking any more chats we don't want you to throw the super chat and miss it uh, a lot of you come in way too late and then we feel bad for not answering the question 
Uh, we appreciate everybody shouting out the Patreon right now. We appreciate y'all. We hope that you guys are enjoying it. We're we're trying to work our our butts off to ensure that we're giving that quality content. We're doing at least a half an hour a night after this, doing a whole nother podcast with different topics. We don't repeat topics. Um, you know, if we're going to ask you for five bucks a month, we want to make sure that it's worth it. And if you don't want to join, that's fine. We'll still be here every week, Sunday to Thursday. And Lawrence and I will be on and we'll have Tyson on tomorrow and we'll have, you know, uh, Boston balling and, and we'll keep just trying to trying to do it up. Nice. Uh, appreciate y'all. Y'all are the best. And uh, Connor, tell me about those, those uh, Patriots, man. They're going to be legit, kid. Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Do, did, will the story of people podcast is now available on the crier media network the first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories ready tara sloan from the san jose sharks undercurrent podcast at nbc sports marianne iveson from iveson voice and the let's take this outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.